listen, my son, to your father's instructions and don't reject your mother's teaching. They will be a garland of favor over your head and pendants around your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, don't persuade, don't be persuaded. If they say, come with us, let us set an an ambush and kill someone. Let us attack some innocent person just for fun. That's Proverbs 1, 7 to 12. What did your father teach you? One guy from Gloucester told me about how he would, um, when he was eight years old, his dad would like put him on the, like it would be like Wednesday night, like school night, and his dad would put him on the bar stool, on the, on the actual, not the stool, but on the actual table, on the bar, right? And he's standing up on the bar. And he's saying, okay, everybody puts down your pint, and my son can drink every single pint, every single bit of beer that's left on this bar right now. And if he does that, you need to give me whatever money you got. (laughs) And the kid would do it. And be so sick he couldn't go to school for a few days. What, What is your father teaching you? I remember, I remember growing up, my, uh, I had my dad on the weekends. I know that's a lot of people's experiences. Had the weekend dad. <laughs> and I remember one weekend that included, like, going to the racetrack <laughs> and, like, being in bars and, for some reason, going to this junkyard where I fell and I got, like, 10 stitches under my eye. <laughs> And then I made my way home. (laughs) Yeah, mom wasn't too happy, right? (laughs) Fatherless leads to foolishness. You got to know who you are. But how can you know who you are or what you can possibly be if you haven't seen it from the time you grew up? How do you know what you're supposed to be? How can you figure out who you are? And here I want us to look at this word that we see in Proverbs. Because I believe that though fatherless leads to foolishness, sonship leads to security. Sonship leads to wisdom. Sonship leads to the life that we're looking for. Let me continue reading in this passage, starting in verse 5 in chapter 3 of Proverbs. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. See, the spirit of sonship cries out, Daddy. It cries out, Father. It can lean on something else. It, you know, the old translation says, do not trust. Is the old translation, right? The lean not to your own understanding. But see, you can't not, this is the problem. Leaning not on your understanding or leaning not on yourself is dangerous. It's a dangerous thing if you've got nobody for you. That's how people get taken advantage of. 
I had to have somebody, somebody say, hey, man, don't worry. You know, I got you. And all of a sudden, people get taken advantage of <laughs> because they didn't have a father there to protect them. This is what I want you to hear tonight. God's fatherhood. This is for you, whether you had a great dad, no dad at all, or a very difficult dad. God's fatherhood cannot be revoked. And sonship comes before wisdom. Throughout all of the Proverbs, we see almost the beginning of all these chapters, we see Solomon saying, my son, listen to me. My son, listen to me. And this is the gospel for us tonight. God is the father to the fatherless. My mother was disowned to the point where she wasn't invited to funerals. She wasn't in the communication. She wasn't in the will. And coming up, I'm like, people still get disowned? I thought that was like a, you know what I mean? Something from like a, like a movie. But no, she was disowned. Communication cut off. You're not our daughter. And this is the gospel, that Jesus was disowned. That Jesus was cut off. That Jesus was sent outside of Jerusalem and he hung on the tree and he was disowned by the Father so that you and I would be brought in. So we start off as orphans, each one of us. We start off as fools. We start off as foolish people and we would be going down all of these roads and maybe our lives look a little cleaned up than the next person's life, but each and every one of us left to ourselves spiritually and in the deepest way we are fatherless and we are lost and we needed God to come into our lives and to make us his children and the way he did that is he disowned Jesus that's how much God loved us So now we can talk to God like a coach. We can talk to God like a father. We can talk to God like a counselor. And we don't have to worry about speaking to him like he's our judge. Do you hear what I'm saying? We can talk to God like a player in the game. And it's Monday morning, and we had a rough Sunday night game, and the, we look at the tape, the game tape, and the coach says, this is what you could do better. And we want to please God, right? And we're like, yeah, we don't want to live. We don't want to do donuts in the parking lot. We don't want to keep doing the same thing again and again and again. So when we meet with God on Monday morning, we're meeting with our coach, and we're ready to play better. We're ready to do it different next week. We're not meeting with a judge where we think this is the last meeting we're ever going to have. We screwed up. It's done. We failed. And I don't care who you are, but each and every one of us want the blessings that are talked about in this passage. 
Um, one of the things that I do, and I'll get to do in the next um, week and a half when we go away on vacation, is I love to get like breakfast with my bigger kids. I have, I have five kids. And um, with the older ones, I like to get breakfast with them. And, you know, we look at their lives. We look at what's going on and just talk to them. Just sit down and talk to them. And sometimes when they come home with the report card, right, and, you know, the grade's a little lower, one of the grades is a little lower, right, I just look at them and I say, boy, girl, you're a Marlin. So I know you can do better. Hear the words of Proverbs. My son, my daughter, you're a Christian. You're not a fool. You can do better. Don't hear it as the words of a judge that's beating you up, but hear it the words, hear these words as a father saying, you can live a wise life. You can save some money. Hear, hear these words. We need a voice in our life that's going to teach us how to tie ties, that's going to teach our kids, this is what you do. This is how you ask the pretty girl out, right? Like, you don't, you don't want just like a dumb friend navigating all that with you. You need a father. You need a mother. But here's the good thing is that God cares for us like a mother that's nursing a child. And as God, as a mother would never forget her child, never in a million years just fall asleep and just totally forget her child. God would never forget you. And God is a father who will never forget you. So whatever your last name used to mean, I've shared some of that. Like, see, I didn't have that. I didn't have somebody meeting with me, having breakfast with me, telling me that my name meant anything, right? We were just getting along. We were just trying to survive. But what I'm saying is, look, you're here. You're at Epiphany. Time for a new chapter. Talk different to your kids. Amen? Amen? It's time to say you're a Christian. That's not what we do. Yeah, maybe I got pregnant at 14, but that's not what you need to do. Right? This is good news right here. Life can't blackmail us when we are deeply known, when we know how deeply we are loved by God. Life cannot blackmail you when you're secure in your sonship, when you're secure in the reality that you are a child of God. You cannot be blackmailed by performance. You cannot be blackmailed by a fear of failure. You won't be blackmailed by the light bill not being paid. You won't be blackmailed by emotional and mental and physical problems in your life. You won't be blackmailed even by death itself, whether it be your own death coming down the pike or all of your friends. Because when you know I am God's daughter, I am God's son, you can't be blackmailed by all the stuff that life throws your way. And you're actually able to live wisely. See, it's easy to live wisely when everything's just handed to you. Right? 
It's easy to make the good choices when life has just been treating you and you've been like in a Nerf world. <laughs> and, and those bullets aren't real and they just kind of hit you and, and you just laugh. <laughs> this weekend I spent a lot of time at this large, generous church that was a big part of the story of another church that I was a part of. And I walked away with lots of hopes that they'd be a big part of our story. And I don't, I, I think we're on the bench. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> not, not, it has any, nothing to do with me or our church um, at all. But here's the thing that for a minute there, I slept in, I, I, I slipped up and I started thinking like, this one church is like my father, it's my dad. And I need to get a bunch of money from them to make things work. And I began to slip into fear and I began to slip into like, okay, I gotta hustle. I gotta work harder, I gotta figure something out. <laughs> you know, I, I, gotta, I gotta plan something else. And this is the reality, I cannot be blackmailed God is our dad. God is our dad. And he is proud of me. Right? He is proud of you. If you're in Jesus, God is proud of you. When I was dating my wife, I, I made some dumb decisions. I, I walked the way of the fool, and I was in doing some classes at community college, but this guy that was sort of connected to the mafia, <laughs> that's another funny story. But anyway, he was, he was, he was running, he, he owned this coffee shop, and all of a sudden he just blew town, and all of a sudden I, I'm running this coffee shop. And in running this coffee shop, I wanted to not... I didn't want to see it just die, and I couldn't communicate to the owner, so I started just to give myself to it, which was stupid, because there wasn't even enough money coming out of it to pay myself more than I just regularly got paid. A couple bucks over minimum wage, you know? And I started dropping all these classes I was in to try to make this coffee shop work. And I remember my wife, I remember when we were dating, she was sitting in the car, and she's so awesome, man. And she just looked at me, and she said, you know what? With God, you're getting all A's. I, I, I need you to hear that tonight. We're, we're going to be in this series for a while, and we're laying down some foundation the first few weeks. We're going to get to the parenting sermon. We're going to get to the money managing sermon. We're going to get to all the life skills sermons and all the practical things and how to get through grieving and all the stuff that the Proverbs speaks to. But I, I want to lay down this foundation for you that you move into wisdom from knowing you are a daughter and you are a son that you can trust in the Lord with all of your heart and you don't have to rely on your own understanding and it's not about your hustle and it's not about you doing everything right and you're gonna mess up and you're gonna fail. But God is proud of you.
and he loves you. So can you hear that tonight? Maybe recently you smoked weed. Maybe you looked at porn or you were just streaming through all the booty videos on Instagram. Maybe you gave up. Maybe you pushed people away. You just pushed them away. Don't hide under your bed. God is not a judge. He's your father. Yeah, you're going to have to crawl down the steps, and he's going to have to talk to you, and he's going to tell you, walk on the straight way, and you're like, I don't even want to hear that. I don't want to come down the steps and hear that I got to live right. But guess what? You're going to say, I'm sorry? And he's going to say, I forgive you? He's going to hug you. I'm saying that because I know that not everybody here had a father that did like that. But that's how God is going to do. So you get up, out from under your bed, doing all the stuff that you're doing and trying to hide from him. Come down the steps. He loves you. He loves you. Let me wrap up with this last section. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. The word of God is that we, gotta, we are called to live wisdom, to be mothers and fathers, to be generous, Epiphany. We're called to be generous. So we have to plan to give. That doesn't come easily. Do you know that a bunch of people support this ministry? And when they started supporting what we were doing years ago, what they would do is they were in college and they didn't have no money. And so they started... And they're like, this is really cheesy, Pastor, but what we're going to do is we're going to give you seven bucks a month. <laughs> and then we're going to have an automatic payment. And we're going to give seven bucks a month. And some of those people that gave seven bucks a month, you know what? They finished and they got work. <laughs> and now they give significantly to what God is doing here right now in Gloucester City. I, I want to I challenge you. I want to challenge you to, to plan to give. To plan, it says to give your first fruits, not your leftovers. <laughs> not, I, I got a lot of debt and this isn't really the time. What I want to challenge you is to, to teach your kids to give. Yeah. So even if that looks like, you know, finding the change in the couch and giving each one of your kid a quarter, you're teaching your children something, you're being deliberate. I understand, and God understands more than I can say I understand the struggle you're in. <laughs> but there's something about giving. There's something about giving, even if it's a little bit, that God meets us and he blesses us. So we have a mission. Let me throw some stats at you. 71% of those who drop out of school are, what do you think? Fatherless. 85% of youth in prison are. 90% of runaway youth are. You're 40 times more likely to be sexually abused when you grow up. 
So this summer, we're going to have 50 kids every day. And you, you want to, you know what I mean? I'm being real with you. A bunch of them are our kids. A bunch of them are kids in the community. And a whole lot of the kids have child services in their lives and have difficult situations that they're going through. And all during the school year, we've had a couple dozen kids come in every week. And you know what? We have a bunch of teens. We have like a dozen teens that meet every week. And we got some young adults that come through. And I just want to say this. And, 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 and I, 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 I'm going to say it even though our, our esteemed covenant family's here. I'm going, to, I'm going to pretend they're not here. I'm going to talk regular. You know what I'm saying? Guys, this is a badass adventure, and you're on it with us, right? That's, that's, what I, that's what I want you to hear. And I'm saying, even while your life is also hurting, and your life is also jacked up, and you've got your own issues, come be on this badass journey with us. Yeah. Because we have a lot of work to do. God has given us so many opportunities in this town. It's ridiculous. But we need help. We need hands on the plow. And, and, and we're not going to put your hand on the plow and then go, you know, and then I'll go away <laughs> and leave you there. We're going to love you. We're going to want you to be honest. We're, we're, we're going to care for you and pastor you and pray for you. Proverbs is so clear. You know, Vats of wine is supposed to be a good thing. Now, for some of us, that's become like, like horrible, right? Like to have vats of wine in our house is just a curse. But the biblical imagery is like, listen, joy is going to be flowing over your life. Don't look to the supply. Don't look to the tangible thing. Look to the supplier who can provide all that you need and more. I know there's so much more to say about this and we're going to have a summer to say it. <laughs> but let me pray for each and every one of us. Father God, thank you that you are so good to us. <sighs> Lord, I pray that we would worship you. We would, we, would, we would get ourselves together and we would walk alongside those who are struggling. And God, I pray, Father, that that we would come and walk out of this room and, and just be encouraged. And it wouldn't just be on Sunday afternoons, but we would get a text from each other, a call, a visit, see something on social media, whatever. Lord, I pray, Father, that we would regularly be a part of each other's lives. And, Father, that our empty gas tanks would be filled up with truth, with love and power that we wouldn't feel powerless but we would know that when we meet with you we're not meeting with a judge but we're meeting with our father and and we can roll down the window and and a funky smell can come out of the car and at the same time you are with us you're not the cop pulling us over but you're our dad. You're going to take the keys from us and you're going to drive us home and you're going to make us better. Lord, I pray, Father, that you, you would be healed by your love, transformed by your love, that we also would become 
aunts and uncles to a whole bunch of people that need us on our blocks. Lord, please do this. In Jesus' name, amen.